What's up, guys, and welcome to episode 58 of the G-Man Journal. And the episode 33 of the DW Podcast. Um, We're doing another one of those so-called crossovers. Um, As I've already previewed, we are talking a pretty much full-out NFL prediction for this season, if we have it. I did this post-free agency, now I'm doing this post-draft. Um, I think this will be an interesting one. This will probably end up being a two-parter, um, but we'll see. Uh, let's get into it. Yeah, so um, as the G-Man Journal is a Giants podcast, before we get fully started into um, the um, whole episode that we are doing here i just want to talk about for a few moments um the giants picking up the fifth year options on both evan ingram and um jabril peppers um two players from the 2017 first year uh first round yeah i think these are two guys who when healthy are pretty good um i think this is the right move obviously if injuries continue then maybe this isn't ideal but i think this is fine for now yeah, I think uh, two arguable um, Pro Bowl-level players um, when healthy. Obviously, like you said, injuries are a bit of a concern, but I think if they can stay healthy, that these are two quality moves here. Yeah. All right, so I think let's get into it here. We will start in the AFC with the AFC East. Yeah, so the Buffalo Bills I started off with, not because – just because I did it in alphabetical order, um, I have the Buffalo Bills going 10-6, and six, a season that in terms of record is worse than last year, but they have a probably not as good Patriots team. Um, uh, so I think, I think they can do around the same as um, last year. I think the expectations in some sense are a little high just because of how bad that division is. I don't think Josh Allen is necessarily the guy who's going to lead you to like an 11 and 5, 12 and 4, but I think they could easily win this division. So I have the Bills going 10 and 6. Okay, I have the Bills going slightly under 9 and 7. Um I think everything you said uh makes sense. Um I think they will be uh one of the bigger beneficiaries um of Tom Brady leaving this division. I think that they will be Probably, in my opinion, they would be the biggest beneficiaries of um, any team um, with Tom Brady moving. I think the Sorry. Bills have waited, have waited, are basically twenty years or so um, f- to be relevant, um, and I think that this, uh, I think that their time has come. I wouldn't bet on it, but I think over at least this past decade, the Bills were probably, at least in terms of team record, the most successful team besides the Patriots in this division, not over the full 20 years of this dynasty um, of the Patriots because we've had solid um, Jets, Dolphins. The Bills still haven't really won a playoff game in a while. Uh, so, But I think this is their year, at least, to be the, the team in this division. So I have them going 10-6, and six, you have them going 9-7. and seven. Uh, now we move on to the Miami Dolphins, who I have going, I don't know, um, maybe not as, like, maybe not too much better in terms of record than last year, um, but improved in some sense, considering they started off, like, 0-8 last year. I have the Dolphins going 5-11. and 11. 
Okay, I also have the Dolphins going 5-11 and 11 here. I think Tua um, will come in and help them um, a little bit. I don't think he will necessarily put them over the top um, just because I think that around him there aren't the weapons needed to succeed. Um, but I think um, overall it will be somewhat of an improvement, like you said, not necessarily from um, a record standpoint, but I think overall um, the Dolphins get a little bit better to uh, um, improve them as a whole. Yeah, I agree. Um, so now we are going to move on to the third team in this division. Obviously, a huge offseason for them, not necessarily in any sense a good one. But the Patriots I have going 8-8. Eight and eight. Okay, I have the um, Patriots going 7-9. and nine. Um, I think um, for me, um, if you're, you know, a fringe playoff team, or maybe not a fringe playoff team, but a team that lost in the first round of the playoffs, and then you lose your unquestioned leader and best player on the team. Um, Not to mention, Gronk came out of retirement, and then you lost him too. Um, I think that overall, that there's no way you improve, um, in my mind, so I think um, it's definitely going to be a down year for the Patriots. Yeah, and I think in past years we have seen or in the past two years particularly we have seen teams who had very good defenses um the year prior and had successful seasons or at least from some in some sense successful seasons um obviously the Patriots season wasn't comparably successful considering they'd won six Super Bowls in the past of 19 years before that but they still went 12 and 4 with three seed uh and also with the Bears and the Jaguars in the past two years. And then we saw them pretty much stay similar at defense, but like their offense kind of just basically sell any chances they have. And I think that could be a similar, um, a similar situation with the Patriots or this Patriots team, who I think probably still the best in the league um, going this year. I think you could argue maybe the Niners, but I think, I don't think that's going to sell them too hard, but they're not going to be great. So I think they'll go eight and eight. All right. Um, so now the final team in this division, the Jets. Um, I'm never high on the Jets. I don't think you could find any season where I think the Jets are going to be successful. Um, once the Jets figure out an ideal quarterback situation, because I'm still not 100% sure Sam Darnold is that, um, then we could start talking about me having decent expect- expectations for the Jets, but they still don't exactly have it. I think the defense will be solid again. I think maybe Le'Veon Bell will have a better season than last year. I have the Jets only going 4-12, and 12, though. Yeah, I have the exact same record here um, for the Jets. I really don't think um, that they will do much of anything um, in this division um, and this season as a whole. Um, so I think that, um, yeah, I definitely don't think that the Jets um, are going to have a very successful year. We both have them going for in 12. Yeah, and I think expectations were maybe higher than usual last year because of the Bell signing. Obviously, he was disappointing, and maybe it just doesn't – one player wouldn't ever make a difference, it's, which I, I don't know. I see that a lot. Um with people with like one player or a team signing one player um and then that supposedly supposed to make a difference um and then you could look at that with the buccaneers i know they added um 
Gronk and had a good draft as well, but I think a quarterback might be more important than a decent running back. Um, anyway, though, let's move on to the AFC North, where we will start with the Baltimore Ravens. Do I have having another solid season or a good season? Um, maybe not as good as last year. The Ravens going twelve and four. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have the um, Ravens going um, eleven and five. Um, here, um, I think that overall, um, like you said, um, I don't know that in terms of record, it won't probably, probably won't be as good, but I think it's still, um, a solid season overall. I think, um, Lamar Jackson is going to, um, fall off a little bit, um, as teams, um, you know, kind of get an entire off season, um, to start to figure him out. But I think um, overall he'll still be successful, and this Ravens team will still be successful overall. Um, yeah, but I, I like to point it out, and I think teams will be able to stop Lamar better than they were last year. But we still look at this AFC conference, and and besides of the Ravens and Chiefs, it's kind of terrible. Right. Um, and I I think. That is big in the sense that if the Ravens, even if Lamar is worse than last season, which I think he will be, um, are they still going? Are they? They're still better, even with a slightly worse Lamar. They're still better than at least everybody than the Chiefs. You would think it. Yeah. Right. Um. So I think the Ravens can be very good, but maybe not as good as um last year. But in terms of com- it, compared to the rest of the conference, it could still be as good as last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ravens have a matchup with the Chiefs again. Um, the Chiefs beat the Ravens last year before Lamar really emerged as an MVP candidate, and they emerged as the best regular season team in the league. But um, and, and I have the Chiefs winning that matchup this year, which will be significant. Um, but let's move on to another team um, who was horrific this year, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, um, obviously the number one pick in the draft for a reason. They weren't good, period. Um, I have them um, improving um, not a great season in terms of, um, you know, overall, but I think um, in terms of how bad they were last year, I have them going 6-10. and ten. Um, I think Burrow will improve them, although I don't think Burrow instantly makes them a playoff team or something like that. Um, okay. So the Bengals went two and 14 last year. I think they're going to go four and 12 this year. Now, Joe Burrow improved and, and keep in mind guys, um, one, what else do they have besides maybe a decent Joe Mixon or a good at times and a horrific at times Joe Mixon. Um, and, and we also take away that Browns win that they got in the last week of the season. Cause it didn't matter for anybody and nobody was even trying. Um, and that's a one in fifteen season, and I don't think a three win. I don't think anything more than a three win improvement is is likely. And I think four is fine. I think them going from two and fourteen to six and ten is realistic. But I don't see anybody else trying to contribute um, besides Mer- besides Burrow and maybe T Higgins if he's has a good rookie season and maybe a healthy AJ Green to a, a good team. They're going to be terrible still. Yeah, I, I completely agree with um, everything you said. 
Um, yeah, I personally have the Bengals finishing with the worst record in the AFC North. Um, I know that technically is spoiling um, something, but I was just going to specify. Um, now we move on to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, um, definitely um, a disappointing season for the Browns. They had very high expectations as they had, um, you know, a solid offseason, obviously the addition um, of Odell last year, um, as well as some other moves that they made um, throughout the offseason. So I think that it wasn't necessarily fair um, to give them those high expectations. And I think that that might have hurt them a little bit. Um, but I do have them going 79 here. Not great. Um, but I think overall, I mean, they're great on paper, but, you know, it's the Browns. And if we've learned anything from the last um, stretch of years and even going back more, um, I think that we've learned that the Browns might always be good on paper, um, but for whatever reason, because basically because it's the Browns, um, they can never really seem to bring it together and um, do anything or really be relevant, period, um, in the season. I have the Browns going 8-8, eight and eight, and if we look at last year, um, I think this offseason um, Cleveland Browns, or last year's Cleveland Browns compared to this Season, I think it's got to be the Buccaneers, and I'm not saying I think the Buccaneers are going to be bad because I think we've already seen most of the Buccaneers' superstar or or star core work well together, and then you add a the goat, whether he's washed or not, to the mix. Um, he should still be better than Jameis Winston, and this team should be more successful than the Browns were last year. Um, but for the Browns, I think I think they will be decent again um i i can't i don't see them as a good good team um but a a decent team i like the head coaching hire um i i think it's fine i think it's all fine um so they're going to be average and go in all right that makes sense there um and now for the final team in this division the steelers um i have the steelers going eight and eight i think that how they do this season really all depends on Ben Roethlisberger's health. Um, is he healthy? Is he not healthy? Is he truly considering retirement? Is he not truly considering retirement? A lot of questions with um, Big Ben um, in Pittsburgh, and I think um, a lot of things will be – we'll find out a lot of things um, this year about the future of the Steelers team, but I think with so many unknowns, um, I couldn't have them being too good or too bad, so I made them average at eight and eight. I had the Steelers going nine and seven, and I think the offense, although it's more interesting in terms of, or it could be more interesting in terms of the crazy things that could happen, I think the defense gets them this solid place in um in the AFC. Um, I think this is a top five defense in the league. Um, with T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, um, I think they're going to be solid. Um, the Steelers' nine and seven record will have some significance later, um, but I think the Steelers can be good at nine and seven. Okay, yeah. Um, so similar records for both of us there, um, and we will move on here. Um, in the AFC South, we will start with the Houston Texans. Okay, so I have the Texans. Um, Going eight and eight. I think 
I was high on the Texans coming in. Um, I really like Deshaun Watson, um, but I think you lose DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm really not sure um, what the plan was coming into this offseason. Um, I'm really not. Um, trading away DeAndre, um, trading away Hopkins um, for for um, not the package, not the package, not probably the, not the best package that you could have gotten overall, especially if you look at what um, the Bills got for Diggs just a couple of days later. Um, I think overall, um, really didn't like this Texans offseason, but I still think nonetheless that they have a solid team, so they go 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, I personally probably know if you listen to the post-free agency that I was not high in the Texans free agency. Or and now the draft either, but I don't think anybody in this division had a successful um, free agency or draft. I think the Texans go ten and six, um, pretty much solely because of a solid defense and a great season from Deshaun Watson. Um, I, as you guys will see later, have Deshaun Watson being the runner-up for MVP. Um, I had him as the MVP, but I changed my mind just because I don't necessarily think the Texans are going to be good enough. Um, the Texans still go ten and six though, which is solid. Yeah. Okay. So now we move on. Can uh the Indianapolis? Yeah. Colts. Okay. I have the Colts going nine and seven here. Um, I think the addition of Philip Rivers should help. Um, I think overall they're kind of a slightly above average team. Um, I think just because they have such an iffy division, maybe they go ten and six at best. But for right now, I have going um nine and seven i have the texans going or the colts sorry going six and ten um i don't i don't see it with the the tech the colts i keep calling them the texan i do not see it with the colts i don't think the rivers addition was good i personally would rather have jacoby Brissett on this team i think the defense is average at best um i think they don't really have offensive weapons with T.Y. being banged up pretty much all the time and not a great running core. Obviously, they added Jonathan Taylor in the draft, which could end up helping. Um, I want it to help because I root for whatever I will. I'm not going to root like as my main team, but I will want success for Jonathan Taylor in the NFL. Um, I think the Colts are not going to be good, though. They'll be six. All right, yeah, so that's kind of the first one that we've drastically um, disagreed on um, so far. Um, so, yeah, we'll move on here. Um, yeah, we will move on to the Jacksonville yeah, Jaguars. Yeah, I have the Jags going 4-12. and 12. I, Again, this is one where I, I kind of question what the front office is doing. Um, I don't see a plan um, overall. Um, Minshew is not the guy, in my opinion. Um, I don't know, quite frankly, who is. Um, yeah, I, they gave up Foles. Um, to the Bears in that trade, so I, I'm really not sure. Maybe they get Newton, and I feel slightly better about this team. Although Newton has a bunch of questions of his own, I think overall, um, I'm not. I don't like what the Jags are doing here. Um, but we'll see. Um, I have them going um, four and twelve. Yeah, I can't lie. I completely disagree. I think the Jaguars are going to go nine and seven. Um, 
And my only reasoning for this is I think the fact that Gardner Minshew could potentially be the second best quarterback in this division. Correct. I don't see it in Tannehill doing what he did last season. I definitely don't see it in Phillip Rivers. Um, I, I think logically, and if they um, acquire Cam too, I think whoever it's going to be could be the second best quarterback in this division. Correct. I think the defense is probably the best in the division. Maybe even if they acquire Andy Dalton, he's probably not the second best quarterback in the division, but um, I and I did not love what the Jaguars did this offseason, but I think it was better than the Texans. I still don't have the Jags being better than the Texans, but I think with a solid D and a okay offense, obviously, um, we'll see if Leonard Fournette... Leonard Fournette was pretty good last year. Um, maybe not as good as you wanted him to be, but still pretty good. Uh, I don't know. They're not sold on him, clearly. Right. But I still think he could contribute to a solid season. So I have the Jags going okay. to seven. All right. So we will close out the AFC South with the Titans here. I have the Titans going um, nine, six, and one. Um, the only reason I threw in a tie was because of some playoff implications, which you will see later. Um, so, yeah, I have, the, I have the Titans going nine, six, and one here. I don't know if you really thought this out, but who's the tie um, against? The tie, so I didn't completely think this out, but the other team um, that I have um, getting a tie is I have them tying um, the Niners. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so tie, I have the Titans, I'm not particularly not high. Titans. Um, I had the Titans going five and eleven. Um, I think Ryan Tannehill. We take him, at, or we take um Dolphins or Ryan Tannehill back into the equation, and they probably go five and eleven, or at least around that last year. Um, maybe slightly better. Um, I think even if Derrick Henry is a top, a fringe at least top five running back, maybe even top three in the league. I still don't think this is the team. The defense is eh. I I think Mike Vrabel is an awesome coach, and I think he could get something done and make this team a at least a playoff contender. But I definitely do not see it in this team. So I've been going five. Okay. Um. Next. Um. Or yeah. Next division. Um. Would be the AFC West. Yeah, I think this is an interesting division. Um, maybe the most interesting in football. We will start with the Denver Broncos, who I have improving a lot. Um, led by a solid, I think, who could develop into a solid quarterback this season, Drew Locke. Um, I the Broncos. Okay, I have the Broncos in. going um nine and seven. I think that they um could potentially go up. Um, to 10 and 6, like what you have. Um, but I do think that they will show um, a lot of improvement um, from last year for sure. Yeah. Um, I think this is a Broncos team that when you got to the end of the season, they looked like they were not a playoff contender because their beginning of the season was so bad. But if you take the, um, the end of the season, um, and, and that's a playoff team. Um, or if, like, you do that, you doubled the end of the season, and that's a playoff team. Um, like, I, I pulled it up just because I wanted to fact check. They started the season, um, 
give it a sec. They started the se- I mean, we go through the first eight games. They were two and six, and then they finished seven and nine. So if you 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 take the seven and the the second half of the season and you double that. That's a ten and six season, which is what I had them doing. Um, I didn't do that intentionally, but that works out. Um, I think the Broncos are a playoff. Yeah. Team. Um. Okay. So. Um, now we, now we move on to the defending Super Bowl champion. The yeah, Kansas City I have Chiefs. them going, um, 12 and four. I think that they could probably be as good as, um, 13 and three, maybe even in the 14 and two range, depending on how the schedule plays out. Um, but for right now, I have them going 12 and four. Um, no matter how the schedule plays out for the Chiefs, it's still a challenging one because, I mean, once you're the, I mean, two of your matchups are against other, at least former number one teams. I know one of those is the Patriots, which obviously, or I lied, they play everyone in the AFC. So that's the Ravens and the Texans. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to go 12-4 and four as well. Um, the only reason I pointed out the Ravens-Chiefs game is because I have the Ravens and the Chiefs being in a two-way tie for first, but the Chiefs have the tiebreaker for that, so I have the Chiefs being the number one seed in this conference. Um, I, I think you'll see much of the same, and maybe even better than last year because you saw a few weeks out from Mahomes with the injury, so I think this will be a very good Yeah, for, for sure. Um, we want to move on here. To the um, uh, Los yeah, okay. Um, so, um, I have them going, um, eight and eight. Um, I'm not, not, not 100% sold, um, on the Chargers. They have a new stadium going up. Um, maybe that helps them out a little bit. Um, but I think, I mean, yeah, because you were pretty much playing every game on the road last season, or at least eight games in neutral site and the other eight on the road because that's how terrible the Chargers crowd was. Um, yeah, I, I have the Chargers going eight and eight as well. I think even with the QB potential concerns, I think it's probably just as good as last season. So I think they will be slightly better yeah. than last season. Okay. Um, and then the last team um, in the AFC um, West and the AFC as a whole – um, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I was very close to saying Oakland there, but um, that's going to take a little while to get used to. Um, again, another one, maybe the Las Vegas um, move helps. I don't think it will because their crowd was so good in Oakland. Um, so I don't think it helps them. Um, but I have them going 5-11 here. Uh, yeah, I have the Raiders going 7-9. I don't love the Raiders, but I think I think Derek Carr is a and I don't think Derek Carr is good, but I think Derek Carr is a decent enough quarterback to put you as like a perennial six and ten, seven and nine team. So I think the Raiders, um, who also were good last year until they kind of fell off at the end and were like still a playoff contender, um, with a if a lot of teams lost in week seventeen, um if, and had they won, they could have been in the playoffs last year. But um, I think the Raiders go seven to nine, a decent season okay. once again. Um, so that wraps up the AFC here. Yeah. Um. I, as you guys maybe may or not know, um, 
I mean, we're pretty sure we did some research on this that the each playoff league is doing um seven playoff teams. We are. I'm just going to go down through my list one through seven on who those seven teams are. Um, for me, I have the one-seeded Chiefs, two-seeded Ravens, three-seeded Bills, the four-seeded Texans, the five-seeded Broncos, the six-seeded Jags, and the seven-seeded Okay, so Steelers. I have the one-seeded Chiefs, the two-seeded Ravens, the three-seeded Bills, the four-seeded Colts, the five-seeded Broncos, the six-seeded Titans, and the seven-seeded Chargers. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um pretty similar for both of us um besides the AFC yeah. South that is um which kind of threw like if you take the first the the first two divisions in the AFC West and they are pretty similar but the AFC South kind of threw everything off for the both of us or for both of us um let's just move on to the NFC though before we go into AFC playoff predictions um I don't I'm not 100% sure we'll need um a two-part but just to be safe I think we are going to after the NFC East and NFC North um let's start with the NFC East um start with yeah okay so I have the Cowboys going nine and seven here um I do as well uh nine and seven probably could get them a playoff spot um it does we'll for me. I have thrown um, that out there. Yeah, you can see. You'll see if the Cowboys um nine and seven record could get them a playoff spot. Um, I think the Cowboys will be solid. I don't think they are going to improve upon that much what they had last season because we saw Dak had a pretty ridiculous season at least in terms of stats, and they still were not good. Um, and then they also have Zeke, who is a top five ish running back in football. Um. So I think nine yeah, for sure. out there for them. Now we move on to the yeah. New York football um, Giants. Obviously, this is um, a Giants podcast for me, so this is um, a pretty crucial record um, for me. Um, this is probably the one that I debated um, the most overall, um, and I ended up settling on eight and eight. Yeah, had I not put any thought of in this for the past three-ish months since the season ended, um, then I would not be 100% sure on this prediction. But you guys are probably now, if you listen to any of these podcasts, um, if this is your first one, you could go back and check some of the old ones. Um, you guys know how I feel about the Giants team this season. I said that they would come in out or come out of the offseason as the favorites to win the NFC East. That did not stay true, but I still think they are going to win the NFC East, I have the Giants okay. going ten and six. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, go I, ahead. I think a ten and six record, more than realistically, will win you this sure. division. I think a nine and seven might as well. Um, so I, I think if they can win the games they're supposed to win and maybe steal a few upsets, then they are right. A I think team. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. Um, it, it's um, we'll see how this schedule ends up coming out. Um, I know I keep referring back to schedule because, in my mind, um, that's kind of big for me. Um, at least it allows me to see um who they're gonna play and which games I think that they should win and which games I would um expect them to steal. Um, so I think that that um is big for the Giants, but I think overall, yeah, I don't think, 
I think ten and six might be um a little bit um optimistic, but I don't think it's completely out of the question. Um, I think eight and eight is kind of fair. Um, maybe a little bit optimistic, but I think um overall, um, I think that that's two kind of fair um records for the Giants. Yeah, and if we go back to 2016, where they had their one of their two um, playoff appearances this past decade, um, obviously the other one where they won the Super Bowl, they exceeded expectations. And I had them being a playoff team that season as well. Um, I had them winning the division at nine and seven. They ended up lose, not winning the division, but going eleven and five. Um, they obviously did not win their playoff game. They got minorly destroyed by the Packers. Um, but I, I think the Giants could e- will either like be very above expectations and be like a 10 and six playoff team or they will be terrible once again um, at, at like four and 12, five and 11 either way. Um, they either get a good draft pick or they make the playoffs so I can right. live with either one. Um, yeah, so now we will move on. To the Philadelphia Eagles, who I have going a once again maybe good enough to make some playoffs in this terrible division. Yeah, um, okay, I have them going seven and nine. Um, I think overall, uh, maybe that improves. I think I, um, maybe it's just me being um, a little anti Eagles and not seeing the upside um, for them, but I think. I think overall, um, Wentz's health is definitely a question. I think if he stays healthy throughout the whole year, maybe they go eight and eight, possibly even nine and seven, and come away with the division. Um, kind of crazy how you could potentially have three teams going nine and seven, and it still might be one of the worst divisions in football just because of overall, it's it's not good. Um, but I think that. Um, for the Eagles here, yeah, it's there's a lot of question marks for sure. Um, I have them going seven and nine once again, but I think that that um that again might just me being um a bit anti Eagles. Yeah, to be honest, I think I usually have the Eagles um being around where they end up finishing. I not the Super Bowl season and. Not really last year either. I had the Eagles going to the Super Bowl last year in preseason predictions um, and losing to the Patriots. Um, yeah, I had the Patriots repeating. Um, that did not age too well. Um, I think the Eagles are, are always about a fringe playoff team or for the past few years. And then what's pushed them over the edge is late season heroics by injured or practice squad level players or backup quarterbacks um I think you need some like you need some luck or the Eagles have needed some luck especially in the last um two seasons but also the Super Bowl season as well um yeah I I don't know if the Eagles are going to get that um obviously the Jalen Hurts pick was interesting um because maybe they're giving up on Wentz just because of how injured he always is um but I have the Eagles being a decent eight and eight um, yeah, now uh, move on to the Washington Redskins, Redskins. Um, are the worst team, unquestionably, in um, one of the worst divisions in football. I have them going four and twelve. Um, 
not completely sold on Haskins. I mean, he showed some promise, I guess, last year. Um, wasn't a very good rookie season. Um, um, but I think the addition of Chase Young is the only reason for me that they're not a one or two win team. Yeah, I don't know what promise he showed last season. Um, and I don't think the Redskins' offense will show any promise or or any any anything really this season. I think the defense being solid, especially with the addition of Chase Young, will be the only reason this team even wins four games, which I have them winning. Um, I I don't see anything that could make this team better than a four or five win team. Um, or besides the fact that this division is terrible and they could still be the lowest, maybe like the biggest low key. Um, contender in division history just because of how bad this division could end up being. Um, so now we will move on to the NFC North. Um, the last division on this part one. Yeah. Okay. So um, I have the bears going um, four and 12. Um, I, I really don't like anything um, about this bears team other than the fact that they have, um, they still have, um, pieces of what was the best uh, defense in football just a couple of years ago. Um, I think that's the only reason for me, again, that they're not a one or two win team, but I think not sold on Trubisky, not sold on the offense as a whole. Um, I think the defense holds them together and maybe wins them a game or two. Um, now, I, I don't, I'm not high in the Bears by any means, but I think they're going to still go seven and nine. Uh, they were an eight and eight, nine and seven. I'm not 100% sure. I think, I think eight and eight, but I could be wrong. Um, team last year, and I, I think it'll be similar to that. Um, yeah, they were, they went eight and eight. Um, that being said, they did win some good games. They even swept the Vikings, who ended up, um, going, beating the Saints in the playoffs. Um, we saw problems, I feel like, at some points with that team last year. And then we also saw other moments where they just didn't look like they deserved to even be an 8-8 eight and eight level team. Um, I think this is a ant team. Okay. So I'll go 7-9. and nine. Um, By the way, just who do you think, not necessarily opening day, but who do you think will start or play the majority of the games at the quarterback position for um, this team? I think probably in the end, Foles. Um, I think what will end up happening is the front office will feel like they owe it to Trubisky to start him day one, and then they will realize just how incredibly terrible he is. Um, but I think – so then I think at that point um, – Foles steps in, who um, the reason I wouldn't start him if I'm the Bears is because he has been very up and down as a starter um, throughout his career. However, um, obviously, he um, has been terrific, um, unfortunately, for Giants fans as a backup, um, like we saw in Philadelphia and elsewhere. Um, So I think um, backing him up or having Foles being the backup to start the season is the way to go. Um, but I, I wouldn't, I'm not sure because I don't think, um, Trubisky is a very intriguing option either. Um, I, I think Foles better than Trubisky, but I think, um, Trubisky ends up playing the majority of the games. And I think my opinion for that is, and I think this even more for you probably than me. Um, I think if we look at 
Foles and if or or at this team and if they're four and twelve, like you had them finishing, why would you put like wouldn't you put the younger quarterback just to prove that he maybe is better than anybody else thinks he is? Um, I that's my logic for that. And I also um I'd like to point out how we go back two years ago. Um, the Bears we were good. Um, but like we even go back to Week Four, the Bears played the Buccaneers. Um. And Mitchell, they won by, like, 38. The defense looked great. And Mitchell Trubisky tossed, like, six touchdowns. And thought was, wow, this guy is good. Or he might be good, at least. And and two years down the road, and he looks like by maybe yeah. the worst starting quarterback in this league. Um, and a lot changed. Obviously, the Bears got worse. And maybe it was just the Bears' success that kind of overshadowed the fact that he is not a very good quarterback. But, um. I think yeah. that's an interesting one, or an interesting scenario in that sense. Um, so now we will move on to yeah, okay. The I have the Lions Detroit Lions going um six and ten here, just because um I think overall um they're not they're not a solid team, but I think that they're um you know kind of a below average team. So I'm going um six and ten here. Now, when I first did this, I had the Lions going 2-14. and 14. Now, I'm going to stick with that. Um, but I really thought about it. And if Matthew Stafford is the quarterback for the majority of the, your games, he's at least good enough or at least decent enough to win you more than two games, probably. Because once Stafford got hurt, that was kind of when that whole season fell apart this year. Um, not saying the Lions were good before he got hurt, but better than right. their final standing ended up being. Um but I don't trust Stafford's health. Um, also, I think the Lions end up tanking at least somewhat Ooh, and okay. winning the Trevor Lawrence um, sticks. Yeah, so as we wind yeah. down on this um, part one, uh, we will move on here to the Green Bay Packers, right? Yeah. Um, okay, I have the Packers, even though with the slight drama of them taking Jordan Love in the draft, I don't think that will necessarily make them worse than they were last year. I do have them finishing um, two games worse than last year, but still very good. Okay. A solid um, 11 and I have them going 8-8 um, eight and eight because I don't think that they um, – I think that not um, adding a wide receiver or a weapon period for Rodgers is really going to hurt you. Um, although – then again, I think maybe Rodgers just gets really motivated um, by the fact that they took um, Jordan Love and he just goes off this season. Um, and that's why I would have him being probably my dark horse candidate for MVP um, because I don't think people realize how much this um, addition of Jordan Love is probably going to end up motivating him. But I think overall for right now, I have him going 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, yeah, and I think if you see drop-off with this team, I don't think it's a five-game drop-off. I think it's more like a two or three. Um, I personally have the Packers having a very successful um, season along with playoffs in some sense. Um, you guys will see I'm not trying to spoil, just in some sense it's successful. Um, the Packers, I have the Packers being good, and I don't think this NFC is too great. I think most teams, besides maybe like the Redskins, Lions, and Panthers, could all be solid and Maybe you with, like, the Bears. But I don't think anybody stands out as awesome. Um, so I have the Packers going 11-5. and five. 
Now we move on to the Vikings, who I assume are you have winning this division. Yeah, um, I do. But maybe not. Um, I have the Vikings what do you have going, going? Um, ten and six and winning the division. Um, I think the addition of Jefferson um, helps for sure, as well as the addition of Jeff Gladney. Um, both first round picks, I think, come in and be high impact players for the Vikings. Um, and I think that they win um, this NFC North as they are the last team that we will talk about in this part one. Uh, yeah, I have the Vikings going nine and seven, which we, you will see later if or if it is not good enough to make the playoffs. Um, I didn't I like the Vikings offseason. I thought the just, Justin Jefferson was a great pick, um, but I don't know if that's enough. I still think the Packers are better than them. I also do not see the drop off that you do. Um, obviously, according to this record, if the Packers drop off. As much as you have them, then the Vikings will end up winning this division. But I do not see that. Um, but yeah, so that basically wraps up um, this this part one. It was a long part one. I didn't even think it was going to be long enough. I thought there was a chance we were going to end up all shoving it into one episode. But um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, you pretty much see this back to back, so we won't... Um, forget probably take like a quick break um like maybe two minutes and then resume um yeah so i hope you guys enjoyed and see you guys um basic um welcome back to part two of this um without any intro um we're going to get into it but first um i'm here with ben if you are listening to this without listening to part one then you should probably listen to part one because then you will have no clue what we are referencing to um but let's yeah. get into it um so we left off with we finished the nfc north so we just have the nfc south west playoff predictions and award predictions to go um so we will start with the nfc south obviously um let's start with the atlanta falcons okay um, so, yeah, so the Falcons, I have going 5-11 and 11 here. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't, um, love what they're doing. However, um, I had, um, another team, um, who I think you guys will see next, um, yeah, next, um, being very good. Um, so that's the reason I didn't have the Falcons being, um, great here, but yeah, you'll see basically the full reason why in just a moment. Yeah, I have the Falcons going 5-11. and 11. Um, They're not good, or I not 5-11. and 11. I agree with the fact that you could have them going 5-11. and 11. I think they'll be slightly better at a 7-9 and nine because you've seen this in the past two years as they've had not good starts and then solid finishes. Um, I think they are a fringe, not fringe, not really a playoff team, but I think they have the slightest chance, especially with the new seventeen playoffs. Um, so yeah, seven and nine, I think around. Um, so now we will move on to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. So um, the reason I had them going, or I had the Falcons going five and eleven, was going um, seven and nine. I really like what they did um, this off season. Um, personally, in the draft, I would have gone with Isaiah Simmons um, over. Um, Derek Brown, and I think if they did, I think they're a fringe um, playoff team in my book. I think um, I think uh, Matt Rule ends up um, changing um, the culture here and motivates these guys, and they go 7-9. and nine. 
Um, yeah, I have the Panthers doing terrible. I like what they did this offseason, but I still don't see anything that could um I, that could make them a good team. I've been going three and thirteen, um, coming up just short of winning the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, um, which I said in part one that the Lions ended up winning. Um so yeah, not a very good team. Um okay. yeah. Uh, so now we will move on to the Saints. Yeah, okay. I have the Saints going. Um, nine and seven. I think they go could go ten and six. Um, I think they probably end up splitting their meetings with the Bucks. Um, so yeah, I think um overall, um, this is a solid Saints team. I do just to preview have them winning the division. So those of you listening who are um somewhat bandwagon on the Bucks, um, I'm not um incredibly um high on the box. I mean, I have them um, being an average team, which we will talk about in just a moment, but um, Jill, what do you have the Saints going? I have the Saints going 13-3. and three. Okay. My reasoning for this is, one, I don't like anybody, and, and we've seen in the past few years the Saints have successful seasons, and then terrible playoffs, or at least not as good as play, or as good as the regular season, in or at least in regular season terms. Um, of the playoffs, um, I, I think the Saints are the team in this division. That does not mean I think the Buccaneers are going to be bad. Um, I, As you'll see, I have them still being pretty solid. But I think the Saints are still the team in this division. Okay. So now we move on to the Buccaneers. Um, obviously had the biggest offseason probably by far of every team. Um, or at least the biggest free agency. Um, probably not the biggest draft. Um, oh, there's yeah. a huge... I mean, yeah, they did have a solid draft, but yeah. Good draft, but not like a crazy big draft. Um, Compared to other teams, I think the Buccaneers had a successful offseason in terms of talent signed. I don't know if it'll work amazingly together. I personally think they are a good team, but not a great team. I have the Buccaneers going 10-6. and I have them going 8-8 and here. Um, They will make the playoffs um, nonetheless um, in my book. Um, and that actually creates for me in which they pull off somewhat of an upset. I know I am spoiling a lot here, um, but yeah. I think um, overall, um, I think we'll see how much Brady um, has left in the tank. I think um, overall, the addition of a lot of weapons should help for sure, but I think um, I'm just not entirely sure um, how he's going to hold up. Um, so I assume I'm not, I don't know what your predictions are exactly, but I assume that means that, um, somebody from the NFC East has a good chance at getting the three seed, um, maybe even the two seed if you have everybody in the NFC West being disappointing. But anyway, we are going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Um, I'm about to get exposed for this. I just like to say nine and seven. Okay. Um, yeah, I... Um, I don't, I don't like that. Um, because I think, I think four out of, I think four um of their games against the 49ers and the Seahawks are going to be very tough games. Um, as I have both the Niners and the Seahawks being successful, very successful. Um, as you guys will see in just a moment. So I think that that's the reason I have them going six and ten. I think, um, yeah, I think they've arguably two of the most versatile players um, in the league. 
Um, one on defense and Isaiah Simmons and the other on offense and Kyler Murray. I think the addition of D hop should help. Um, I just don't know that, um, they can get over the hump, um, with the 49ers and the Seahawks. Um, now when I say, when you say over the hump, I don't think they got over the hump because not to necessarily spoil anything. I'm going to spoil this. I don't have to make any playoffs even. Oh, okay. Nine and seven. okay. So I think it's not really technically achieving too much but it's still a better season um with a very good season for Kyler Murray um who I think is the second best quarterback in this division um maybe without a doubt I don't know what you think um, or at least I think second best season yeah I think probably Russ would be one I think definitely I don't have any doubt in I that. think um maybe Jimmy G um I think it's probably I think it's um after Russ I think it's um, a very competitive second spot between um, probably golf because probably number four, but I think you could argue either way between um, Garoppolo or um, Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray will be better in the long run, but I think, yeah, I don't know. Um, but for right now, we will stick to what um, we're going with um, and we will move on here um, to the Rams. Yeah, um, I don't see it in the Rams, um, as we've seen in past years, the Super Bowl losers have kind of done worse. Um, with the Rams having a, not a bad season because they went 9-7 and seven and possibly could have made the playoffs in the AFC, or in the AFC, um, but the NFC was pretty good last year. I think the Rams go 8-8 eight and eight this okay, year. Okay, I have the Rams going 5-11. and 11. Again, I have the Niners and Seahawks being very successful, which we will get to in just a moment. So I think that's the reason I don't have the Rams and the Cardinals being as successful as you do. Um, but I think either way, um, yeah, I have the Rams going 5-11 here. Yeah, and I, don't, I personally don't think, as you will see, um, I don't think the Seahawks and the Niners are too overpowering to these other Cardinals and Rams, to, to the Cardinals and Rams. I personally, as you will see in a sec, I don't have either of them being that much better than these two teams. Um, so, so yeah. Um, so now we will move on to the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Um, I have the Niners going 11-4-1. Um, as I talked about earlier, um, they were the team that I had um, the Titans tying, I only really put in the ties just, um, for playoff locations, um, as you will see, um, with the Seahawks in a second, um, but I think, yeah, I think the Niners, um, will, um, come back even more motivated after, um, a tough Super Bowl loss, a Super Bowl that they probably should have won, not necessarily, um, I don't think that they were better than the Chiefs, but I think with the way the game was going, um, I mean, they basically won that game for three out of the four quarters and really fell apart. I mean, or even 54 out of the 60 yeah, minutes, um, to be quite frank. I like. I, I don't think the Chiefs were, were that significantly worse in that amount of time, but they were not good by any means. I mean, they trailed by 10 in the six minutes left about um, – yeah, I, I think the Niners were so close, and I think they aren't as good this season going 10-6, and six, um, which is still good enough to make the playoffs, but not great um, in terms of, or at least in comparison to last season, where they were six minutes away from winning the Super Bowl. Um, 
And maybe I think I, I personally think that there the the team that wins the Super Bowl probably comes back. Or at least I think the confidence of winning the Super Bowl might be more important than the motivation of being close to losing the Super Bowl. Um, so I think maybe had the Niners won the Super Bowl, I would have higher expectations for them this season than what I do. But I think 10-6 and six is still a solid season for the Niners, who, quite frankly, kind of really dis- um, surprised anyone. Nobody had them being good, like um, – in going into last season, so I, I think ten and six is about realistic. Okay. Uh, now we move on to the final team. Um, before we move um on to playoffs, um, the Seattle Seahawks. I have the Seattle Seahawks going um eleven and five. Two very successful teams, as I've said, um probably about five times now. Um, I have both the Niners and the Seahawks being very successful, and I have the Niners making a very uh deep playoff run just to um uh kind of spoil. Um, our playoff stuff in a second. I also have Russell Wilson um, having a very successful season. Again, another spoiler, um, as you will see in um, the award um, prediction stuff. Yeah, I, I have the Seahawks going 11-5 as well. Um, for me, that is winning the division. For you, that is um, being the runner-up in the division by a half a game. Um yeah, I, I think this will be a similar to last year situation. Obviously, the Seahawks were a, a yard practically, maybe even less, from winning the division, and that could have changed, especially the Niners' playoff outlook, but really the whole playoff, playoff outlook. Um, and then that's significant, and that's crazy. Um, that a, a, a half a yard decided near the whole playoffs, because I don't think if you're not seeing the Niners with home field advantage for the first um three rounds in the playoffs, then they're not winning as much as they did in the playoffs. Um, and probably not making the Super Bowl in the long run. Um, but yeah, that wraps up our record predictions for each team. Now we are going to move on to the AFC playoffs. Um, all right. So for the AFC playoffs, if you guys don't remember, my playoff teams um, were the Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, Colts, Broncos, Titans, Chargers, um, giving the Chiefs a bye. And we'll start with a two-seven matchup deal. Um, yeah, but real quick, we forgot to do our one through seven in this conference. I have one seated Saints, two seated Packers, three seated Seahawks, four seated Giants. That's funny. <laughs> Five seated Buccaneers, six seated um, Niners, and seven seated Vikings. Okay. Um, I have one seated Niners, two seated Vikings, three seated Saints, four seated Cowboys. Five-seeded Seahawks, six-seeded Bucks, and seven-seeded Giants. That's really insane that our their, our NFCs are different, um, or a lot different. Well, I think um, well, let's say I I think in terms of seeding they're very different, but I think in terms in terms of the teams we have they're not incredibly different. Yeah. So who do you have not in that I do have in? Packers? Yeah, Packers, and I think that's it. And you have, um. You don't have the cow or cow and cowboys. What? No, right? I I have the cowboys. Yeah, you being have... in. Right. No, okay. I don't have the cowboys. That makes sense. Um, uh, and then I have um, in. Are we missing something? Um, let's see. You give me I your have list Niners, again. Niners, Vikings, Saints, Cowboys, Seahawks, Bucks, Giants. 
So I have all of those teams except for the Cowboys. Oh yeah, you just switch it out with the Packers, and yeah, that's that's right. How it is. Yeah, the jumbled exactly. up seating um, um, for both of us. So not incredibly different in terms in terms of the teams we have, but for sure um, the seating. But right now, let's stay um, where we were as we will go back to the AFC, and we will start with the two seven matchup, which for me is the Ravens Chargers. I have the Ravens coming out on top um, on that one. For me, the 2-7 matchup, I have the Ravens versus the Steelers, obviously a division battle, which we will see for both 2-7 matchups. Um, in this one, I have the Ravens coming up on top against the okay, Steelers. Okay, so we both have the Ravens moving on to the division. Now, um, yeah. my 3-6 matchup is the Bills-Titans. I have the Bills coming out on top. Um I don't know if I said it earlier. Um, I might have at the top of the show. Um, um, I have the Bills making a very deep play. Um, as crazy as this is, um, if when this um, approaches, it, assuming it does this season, um, we will see six wild card games in the or the first weekend. We'll have six yeah, games. Yeah, um, and that's and that's what uh, the new CBA is all about. And I think um, it's kind of a money grab. Um, to be honest with the NFL, um, two more games um, than it was in previous years, two more opportunities to make money if you're the NFL, and that's really what the, um, what it usually comes down to with these um, scheduling type things. The NFL wants to maximize as much money as they can make, which quite frankly, I don't blame them because people will do basically anything for football, especially in a year where we're not going to have a lot of sports. People are going to be very... Um, you know, ready for for football and ready for whenever sports resume. So I think that, um, well, the NFL obviously didn't know that um, when they were scheduling the CBA. Um, I think that, I think it worked yeah, out. Yeah, well it them. did um, end up working out well for them. Um, as crazy as it sounds, they were very successful in the draft as well as the most watched draft um, ever. I think you can attribute that to the fact that no one has had live sports in. Um, seven or eight weeks um and we probably won't have another we won't have live sports for another at least three weeks um probably looking more at this point like four to six weeks more um but i think yeah i think the nfl has really capitalized off of um the coronavirus as crazy as that sounds yeah anyway for my three six matchup i have the bills versus the jags in a rematch of two years ago where the jags were the or three years ago, actually, where the Jags were the three and the Bills were the six. Um, that was a gross 10-3 to three game, if I'm not mistaken. I think this will be similar, just with a Bills win rather okay. than the Jags. Um, now we will move on to the 4-5 matchup, which for me is the Colts versus the Broncos. I have the Broncos coming out on top and moving on to the division round here. Um, yeah. I do as well, I, but I have the Texans-Broncos with the Broncos winning. I think this is an interesting um, scenario. All three of our wild card games, although we don't have the same matchups, we have the same um, right. teams winning. So then I think that leaves us with uh, um, the same um, division round matchups as well. Um, we will start with what, for me, is the 1-5 matchup. I believe it's the 1-5 matchup for you as well, correct? All right, yes. so this is the same matchup for both of us, and fun. I would somewhat assume that we have the same winner here. I have the reigning Super Bowl champions, Chiefs, moving on to the AFC Championship. 
Um, yeah, I do as well. I think this isn't. I think this will be a good game. Um, probably close-ish. I think I, I'm really high on this Broncos team. The thing that will hold them back for from playoff success is the lack of experience from particularly Drew Locke, but really anyone sure. on their offense. Um, so, so I think that will hold them back, especially against a team like the Chiefs, who a lot of their returning players are. Or a lot of their players, um, who are or all of their players who are returning, obviously, but um, a lot of their players um, were on a Super Bowl sure. winning team um, and a championship appearance to back to back years. Um, so that's helpful for them. Now we move on to the Ravens, the two seed versus the Bills, the three seed. I have a feeling who you are going to go. Um, so for me, it's the two seed Ravens versus the six seed Bills, and I have the Bills pulling off the upset. You mean the no? Three I seed have the Bills being the um, or wait, let's say um, no, you yeah, I do. Sorry, I mixed seed. them up between the Bills and the Titans. My bad. So I do have the um, Bills being the three seed. Um, sorry about that. Um, and nonetheless, they still come out on top, so not as big as an upset. Yeah, I think the Bills could definitely beat the Ravens, considering. We saw a somewhat similar Titans team um, do this last year. I, I don't think the expectations would be as high because of that terribly disappointing playoffs last year um, for the Ravens. But I, that being said, I think the Ravens will come out on top and set up what will, should be a fun, fun um, AFC championship. I mean, with our lock or with an NFL fan's lock, I mean, technically our lock would be the Giants making a run. But if the Giants are not in the picture, I think a Ravens-Chiefs matchup is probably the best matchup we could possibly get right. in these playoffs. And with our luck, we probably wouldn't end up getting it. Um, I personally think we will. You personally don't. Um, so let's move on. So Chiefs-Bills, who do you have um, to carry? I have the Chiefs, the, um, the reigning Super Bowl champions, going back there um, again to the big stage. Um also, by the way, when we were talking about the AFC Championship game, you said you had a feeling who I was picking. Was it the Bills or no? Yes, it, okay. was, it was the Bills, just because you had you said at least once that right, the we're Bills making... um, were going right. to make a playoff run, and I did not. Just winning one game was a playoff run. I have the Chiefs winning against the Ravens in a probably tight game as well. Um and you you point to the Chiefs making two straight Super Bowls, at least for both of us now, if this was a real-life scenario. And could this be the next dynasty? And I personally don't think so. Because whether you agree or not, I think dynasties kind of start with coaches, um, whether it's Greg Popovich or Bill Belichick or others. And I think Andy Reid might be too old to really start a 20-year yeah. dynasty like Belichick did. Um, that's just my opinion. Um and maybe Andy Reid just isn't the coach to do it, considering before this year he had little to, to no playoff success. Um, yeah, yeah that's, um, that's an interesting take. Um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, you know, I think you're right. Um, you kind of look um, around, you know, the league and you look at when dynasties started. Um, I think, yeah, for sure, Belichick um, was – somewhat young when the Patriots dynasty started Popovich like you mentioned even you go back to the Bulls um and Phil Jackson he was um 
he was, I believe, in his mid to late 30s when he became the head coach um, of the Bulls. And obviously everyone knows the rest of that story. Um, so I think, I mean, as well as even more recently, um, you look at Steve Kerr with the Warriors, um, who wasn't exactly young when he began, but still young enough to sustain um, a 20-year or so dynasty, obviously. Probably wasn't. Um, I mean, it wasn't a 20-year dynasty to this point. Um, I mean, we'll see. I don't want to sit here and tell you that the Warriors are done um, because we are focusing on the NFL right now. But I think, yeah, that's an interesting point um, for you. But nonetheless, we both have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl once again. Yeah. Um, so now we move on to the NFC playoffs. Um, we will start with the two versus seven matchup, which what I foreshadowed as a divisional matchup. The Packers play the Vikings. Um, yeah, I have the um, Vikings playing the Giants for this two seven matchup, and I have the Vikings moving on. Um, yeah, I think if the Giants got that matchup in the playoffs, then I would not have them winning. We will see the matchup. That was not staged. It was completely coincidental that they have um, that you will see in a sec. Um, I have the Packers playing the Vikings and the Packers beating the Vikings. Um, I think it's pretty hard to play at Lambeau in the playoffs, but especially if you're a team that like you played twice in the regular season and you weren't good enough then. Like I think it's hard to beat the Packers on the road in the playoffs. Obviously, the Giants did it twice in both. But then of they also Super Bowl lost runs, in the 2016 um, wild card. That too, but I think the most talented teams the Giants have had in this deck or in this century were those two teams, um, or at least the, the the best teams. Um, and they, I think you need to be a very very good team to go in. Um to Lambeau in the playoffs um, and, and win, especially like a nighttime um, game. I, I think it's hard to play at Lambeau. Okay. So I think Packers um, now we will move on here. Um, yeah, to the three versus six, another divisional matchup that I think would be exciting. Um, very, very exciting. The, the three-seeded Seahawks okay. versus six-seeded um, 49ers. Yeah, go ahead. You can give your prediction there. Yeah, I think this will be a very fun one. Um, I think maybe not solely because of home field advantage, but I think this would definitely help um, the Seahawks win Um, this game. I have um, another divisional matchup, um, or not another one, but I also have a divisional matchup as I have the Saints and Bucks, and I have the Saints coming out on top. I don't see Tom Brady um, pulling it out. However, if I've learned anything watching the NFL, it's to never bet against Tom Brady. Um, in the in the playoffs, um, so yeah, this the, this would certainly be an interesting one between um the Saints and Bucks. We both have divisional matchups. Um, I only have two divisional matchups in the AFC or in the NFC, and I actually don't think I had any um in the AFC. Just double checking that um before I say that. Uh, yeah, I didn't have any in the AFC. I have two in the NFC, which will um, help you guys maybe figure out, um, if you are really diligently watching this, um, what my next matchups will end up being. But, yeah, so we will move on to the 4-5. Okay, when you hear this matchup, trust me, I did not do this intentionally. It is 
so ironic. Um, the Giants were. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, another um, Giants Brady matchup. Um, unfortunately, Eli um is out the door, so it won't be another uh Manning Brady matchup. But I think, yeah, let me uh, hear your prediction here. I'm going. Yeah. Okay. Now my take on this. Um, if the Giants run into a team, or if the Giants run into a team with at least a decent defense in the playoffs, then they're not going to win a playoff game because their defense sucks. the The Buccaneers' defense is not good. Um, I think the Giants, plus with home field advantage, um, in this scenario, will win this game. Um, okay. That's my prediction. I think. I think they yeah, my only problem with that is I'm not sure how we would cover the Bucks. I don't think we have the secondary um, to um, cover everyone, all those weapons on the outside for Brady. And I also think, um, you know, if you look back to the Giants' runs, um, when they beat Brady, they were able to get um, pressure so- on the passer. And quite frankly, they don't have an edge rusher. We'll see with the whole Marcus Golden deal, but still that doesn't give them the elite pass rush that they had um, in both 07 and 11. Um, so, yeah, but it's your prediction, not mine. Um, I have... Yeah, I, not, yeah, I'm not saying that the Giants' whole franchise is built on luck, but, but you take... I mean, there's... Tons of matchup disadvantages in both of those Patriots Super Bowl matchups, and they got lucky at times, and at times they just outplayed them. And I think you could get that in okay. a matchup um, with yeah, the Bucks. For me personally, I have the Cowboys Seahawks, um, and I have the Seahawks coming out on top. Um, so you guys probably figure that out if you guys were really paying attention. As I mentioned, that I had another. Um, uh, divisional matchup between the Niners and the Seahawks, Division. which you guys will hear my predictions for in just a moment here. Um, so, yeah, I think um, the Seahawks definitely come out on top here. And I have the Seahawks having a very successful season overall, um, as will you guys will see again in just a few moments. Wait, who do you have the Vikings playing um, in the first round? I have the Vikings round? playing the Giants. Oh, right. That makes sense. Um, um, yeah. So now we move on to the divisional round where I have a Saints. Yeah, I have, um, well, if we're going one, five first, um, I have the, or are we going two, three first? Okay. So I have the 49ers playing the Seahawks, um, divisional matchup that I've said 10,000 times. Um, I have the Seahawks moving on and going to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Wait, to not the, to the Super sorry, Bowl. Sorry, no. To, uh, Unless God, you just really said that. that there. Um, to the NFC Championship. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's fair. Um, I think the Saints versus the Giants. Um, I can't say with a straight face that the Giants would not make this a close game because one, we see the Giants um outdoor awesome quarterbacks um in playoff or Super Bowl runs um and and um the Saints are notorious playoff chokers in the last three years. That being said, I think the Saints will win. Um, close though. Now we move on to the two three matchup. 
where I have the Packers playing the Seahawks and you have the Vikings playing the yeah, Saints, you go? right? Um, so um, I have the Vikings Saints, um, a rematch of last year. Uh, Vikings with home field advantage in this one, although the Saints had home field advantage in um, last year's one. So I think the streak of the away team um, continuing to win um, moves to two as the Saints um, move on to the NFC championship game. Got that right that time. Yep. Um, So now we see... I have the Packers-Seahawks, a rematch of the divisional matchup. Um, last year, um, this game as well was in Lambeau, and we saw the Packers kind of dominate. The Seahawks made it close at the end and only lost by five. Um, and I think if – I once again, I don't see a team coming into Lambeau and, and beating them. And I think from a talent standpoint, I thought this last year, and I probably think this again, that the Seahawks were the better team. But I think just Lambeau is too overpowered. Um, okay. In a um, game. Yeah, I have Seahawks Saints, and as I completely blew off um, just a few moments ago, um, I have the Seahawks going to the Super Bowl um, to play the Chiefs. Um, what's impressive about that is obviously the fact that you have the Seahawks winning three straight road games right. on their way to a Super Bowl berth. Um, for me, I have the one seeded Saints and the two seeded Packers, and although you had horrible. Um, you, you didn't think the Packers were going to be too good. I have them securing a birthday yes. Super Bowl here. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers just comes out, for maybe not this regular season, but in these playoffs and just proves everyone wrong that, no, he's not done and they should not have taken Jordan Love. Um, and, and they play some okay. in the Super Bowl. Um, so do you want to do Super Bowl first or awards? Okay. Awards. Um, so now – we move on to the awards. Um, and I think you said this earlier, and I did not do this intentionally. We did not bounce off ideas for this one like we usually do. Um, My MVP is Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, the NFC champion, Seattle Seahawks, that is, um, in my book. So, yeah. I, I do as well. And I did not do this intentionally, like I just said. Um, I, I think Russell Wilson was... Um, the best player in football last year um, or the regular season. Um, I know that's ridiculous to say, but I think even the, I think Lamar won it because he was flashy right, and I because agree. his team was better. Um, from who was better, um, okay. I think it was Russell. Um, yeah. That's my opinion, though. So I think MVP goes to Russell Wilson. Um, now, the Offensive Player of the Year, I gave it to Russell Wilson. I know we saw last year um, – Michael Thomas win it, which didn't really even make sense because Lamar won MVP, so it technically isn't he yeah. obviously the offensive player of the year. So I just gave it to Russell. Did you put any more um, or any less no, laziness I into it put than it I did? In the same amount of laziness that you did. Um, and I don't know that it's completely laziness. Um, I just think if you're the best player in the league, wouldn't you also be the best offensive player in the league? I just don't know how it makes sense any other way. I mean, unless – you're saying that you can be the best player in the league without being the best at your position. I'm not sure how that makes sense whatsoever. Um, so I have Russ winning the award. Unless you're like a guy like um, like a college Gabriel Peppers um, who played like seven yep. different positions. Um, that's like the only – but if you're only playing one position, yeah, I don't see why. how that makes um, sense. But 
that's how it works. Um, so I have this going to Ross. Um, who do you have the defensive player of the year being? So if you were counting at home, um, and, and when you hear this, it will sound extremely biased. I have TJ Watt winning okay. defensive player of the year. Um, yeah, I have um, I have the both the player of the year um, awards being in the NFC West, and I'll give you one guess, Dill. Who do you think it is? Way to go, Dill. Um, Nick yeah, Nick Bosa is the pick for me. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I think he was very good defensively. Um, I think it was kind of a rare occurrence yeah. that we saw a corner win defensive player of the year last year. Um, maybe not rare, but maybe not as common as the other positions or any and anybody on the front seven. Um, I think if you were counting at home that you realize that I have the offensive player, the MVP, the offensive player of the year, and the defensive player of the year, all being Wisconsin alumni. Um, once yeah. again, not intentionally. Um, I just think they will be the best players at their um on their side of the ball this season. Um, now we are going yeah, to. Yeah, I have the, the being the number one the overall pick, Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, I thought it was boring. Um, as you will see, um, to have. The top two picks, um, yeah, I do have Chase Young winning the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, I know that was the case this year with Kyler Murray and Nick Bosa. Um, I don't think that will be the case this year. Um, I have Jerry yeah, I like winning Offensive Player of the Year. I think he is the fringe best player, or at least the best offensive player, on a playoff and a playoff Broncos team, and I think he will make a huge difference yeah, on this I, offense. Just so another I'm one that I considered. Um, I almost gave this award to Justin Jefferson because I have Justin Jefferson being or being on a team that's going to be um, the number two seed. Not only that, but I just figured I'd rub it in all the Eagles fans' faces listening to this podcast. Um, but I think um, I decided against it and went with Burrow. Um, yeah, when it comes down to it, I couldn't exactly think of um, a, a player on a – very successful team that was going to win rookie of the year. Like if we're looking at the best teams in the league and that's the chiefs and the Ravens, um, I don't see Patrick queen or, or cause Patrick Queen's not an offensive player or a guy like JK Dobbins. And then for the chiefs, not like Clyde Edwards, Hilaire saints, um, uh, not, uh, what's his name? Cesar Ruiz. Um, anyway, so I, I just think, um, I think it's going to be Judy. Now for the defensive rookie, yeah, the um, spoiled. I have uh, this is, um one that we agree on here. So actually, I'm surprised. Um, three out of the five that we've done so far, um, we've agreed on. That's kind of a rare occurrence um, with our award shows um, that we do. But I think, um, yeah, that makes sense um, for both of us. Young, I think he will. Um, as much as it pains me to say it, I think he will. Um, have a good year. Um, hopefully he doesn't play too well um, in the two meetings that um, they face off against the Giants, but if he does, that might hurt our playoff chances if we take L's in both of those, but hopefully he won't be able to be the complete game wrecker that we've seen him be in college um, this year just for the sake of the Giants, but um, I have him nonetheless uh, winning Rookie of the Year here. Now we just have one more award before we get to um, our Super Bowl preview, um, and that is Comeback Player of the Year. Who do you have it being? 
Okay, so this might come across as at least slightly weird, but if you look at the stats and the expectations that I have for this team and and all of the combined, I think the comeback player okay. is going to be Saquon Barkley. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people, when they think of comeback player of the year, they think of someone that was out for the year or someone that came back from retirement, hint, 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 hint as to the guy I have it being. Um, but I think... It certainly could go to Saquon. I think if Saquon has a good year and you consider um, last year being an injury season um, as he was um, out for, what, three games um, and then kind of seemed off his game um, a little bit, whether you want to blame that on the offensive line. So I think that that one, that's one that could go either way, whether you consider him a candidate for comeback player of the year or not. Anyway, as I just previewed, I have a big going to Gronk coming out of retirement. I have think he will continue to pair with Tom Brady um, as he wins the comeback player of the year um, for me. So we will move right along and go to the Super Bowl now. Wait, real quick, real quick. We see a lot of players win it who were hurt all of year. And then we see like a random one like last year where Ryan Tannehill just completely overachieved. And I think maybe, and I couldn't think of a standout guy who was coming back from, like, a big injury last year. Um, I thought, well, coming um, into the year, I personally thought Odell was basically a lock. But that didn't turn out the way um, it was supposed to in Cleveland, or not necessarily supposed to. But, um, yeah, go ahead. I can't lie. Um, With these award predictions, um. I, I, I'm probably done predicting MVPs um, after last year um, or, like, officially, like, reigning this guy's winning MVP because um, I had Andrew Luck winning MVP um, when we did this pretty much from the end of the season to August or late August when he shocked the world and retired. Um, yeah. I'm not – don't think Russell Wilson's going to retire. I hope not, at least. Um, right. But, I mean, you never know. Um Anyway, we will move on to the Super Bowl where I have the Chiefs versus yeah. the Packers. You have the Chiefs okay, versus so the Seahawks. Okay, so I have I want to hear you here. Um, I think well, it will probably be um, a good matchup and a battle of dual-threat quarterbacks. I just don't know. Can um, keep up with the Chiefs' high-powered offense, and I think – I think that their offense will be able to keep up with their defense, but I don't know that, um, especially at this point in his career, not saying that Russell Wilson's um, washed up or anything like that. I don't know at this point in his career um, if Russell Wilson can go head-to-head with someone like um, a Patrick Mahomes. Um, But I think, yeah, that's my prediction. I have the Chiefs Um, going back-to-back here. Okay. I do too. Um, now, when we see a Chiefs Packers rematch, I really thought Chiefs Packers last year was realistic just because of the irony of the NFL. Um, if we saw, even though it wouldn't be after the first season, um, the first Super Bowl, then the 100th season, um, and the Chiefs Packers played in the first Super Bowl, I know that doesn't exactly work out because um, the NFL had still been around for a while before we saw that. Um, but anyway, yeah, the Chiefs repeat. Um, I, I don't see – I think the Chiefs are the team, and I don't think that's because the Chiefs are just so good. I think that's because I think this might be a down year for the NFL in terms okay. of, like, top talent at the top. Um, 
And then just quick, um, I don't know. I didn't tell you to do this, but I just thought about it. Super Bowl MVP. Um, I assume we both. Yeah, for me, it would have to be Patty Um, maybe it ends up being Tyreek Hill if he goes, um, for four out of Mahomes' six touchdowns. Um, then maybe it ends up being Hill, but I think probably Mahomes. So going into the Super Bowl last year, I had it being Tyreek Hill. Um. After the Super Bowl, I had it being Damian Williams. Um, I was clearly wrong in both. I still think it should have been Damian Williams, but that's an argument for another day. Um, but that basically wraps up this two-part um, combined around um, ar- around an hour and 20 minutes-ish. Um, maybe even over. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, that pretty much wraps it up. Ben, thanks yeah, for being on. For technically. On. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, 